0: Another episode, of locked on lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I hope everyone's having a good day thus far. And just remember that today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. And Built Bar is a protein that tastes just like candy. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off on your first order. I tried the the toffee almond one. The other day and I have to say this this is the real deal. Uh, I'm I live a very active lifestyle And you know, sometimes I won't be able to get that, you know that meal in. I'm sure I'm not the only one And so, you know, this is the perfect thing, you know, it's not like Cliff Bar A lot better tasting Uh, So just remember Promo code locked on and you get your first ten dollars off on your first purchase. So go to builtbar.com So on today's episode we we have a couple of things to discuss now obviously we haven't been with you and i guess about a week or so uh just because you know we had we were supposed to come on saturday with an episode and we had some technical difficulties but we got that all sorted out now of course so we're back today if, and We're going to discuss some of the things that have been happening in the news just a little bit, uh, and then we're going to get to some fun stuff, you know, as as a lot of you frequent listeners already know that we like to play the what-if game, and so we're going to play a little bit more of that today. And we might get into some other stuff as well. But first of all, of course, if you've been listening to the news, uh, Vancouver, Edmonton, and I believe Toronto have submitted bids to host NHL games for when and if the season does return. And I've never been to Vancouver, Edmonton, and Toronto. Uh, I've seen pictures of Vancouver and Edmonton. I obviously know people that have been there. And from everything I've heard that that would you know them hosting games uh, f- for the rest of the season and thus the playoffs I think that would not be a bad idea uh, just because those are from my understanding very spacious areas uh, of course you know it's Canada there's going to be dozens of hockey arenas to and facilities to to host and to hold NHL games uh, when I spoke on I believe it was a couple episodes Ago and we kind of got into the conversation about you know, uh, the players playing in one location and the thing that popped into my head after the episode was already up and whatnot was that? If you know part of the reason why it's been taking so long for the league And the players to kind of agree on what the plan should be and ironically well, my last episode, I did discuss how it seemed like the League didn't really have a set plan for this kind of thing. Granted, in my the way I worded it, it could have been a little bit harsh in the way I said it. You know, Like I said on that episode as well, that I we don't know the whole story. And of course, that's because the League hasn't really disclosed much information about these quote-unquote progressive talks or whatever you would like to call the discussions that they're having behind closed doors. And the news actually dropped right after the episode uh, went live was that there was a lot of pushback from the players and rightfully so, because they don't want to be away from their families. They'd prefer to play in the cities or just have like a normal type of schedule. And, you know, it's understandable just because, you know, if you're a professional athlete, regardless, if you're one of the top players in the league or, you know, you're just the fourth line defenseman or, I mean, or the fourth line player whatever, you know, you don't want to be away from your family, especially during times like this. And that's very understandable. And, but at the same time, you don't want to, you need to work with the league a little bit. And I think the players union, I mean, yeah, great. We don't know everything that's going on behind closed doors, but just from the information that we have been getting This is all that we could really go off of. And I don't know how crazy the North American players, especially, I don't know how they're going to end up breaking this all up. I don't know if they're going to do it by region. I guess maybe all the West Coast teams are going to be playing in Vancouver where maybe the teams in the Midwest, uh, Central of the the United States and Canada are going to play in Edmonton and then all the East Coast teams are going to play in Toronto. Now, unless you're a player on one of those teams, or if you're a player that is from the region of one of those cities, I don't see any a lot of players being crazy about playing these games in those areas. But I mean, if you really want to play the rest out, it, and I'm sure a lot of these players do, if you really want to play the rest of the season, then you're going to have to work with the players on this one, with the league on this one. And I think that, i mean what better way what what better locations for for teams that have the best uh, facilities for hockey than in canada of course but let's just get back to my point what i was saying before before i went on a little bit of a rant there or a ramble was that it occurred to me after the last episode why don't if these players really want to play in their home cities now of course you're not going to play in front of fans and to play in these big arenas is going to, you know, the the teams are going to ha- are gonna lose out on a lot of money naturally with this, regardless of what arena it is and what team or what franchise it is. But I think the best way to kind of go about this, to kind of not just save money for the team and thus, you know, just having this big arena open and whatnot, why don't you just have the games at the practice facilities? Uh, I've, I'm, I've never been to a practice facility before, but I would imagine that there's more than one locker room. Now, I don't know if the league would be keen on doing that just because, I, you know, the practice facilities, I would imagine, are a lot more smaller. And you don't really want a lot of the people, whether it's the media that are allowed to be there, the cameramen, whatnot, because these games are going to be televised. Uh, trainers, you know, the list goes on of the people that are going to need to be there. Really, that you know, standing on top of each other during these games. Now, I I mean, I don't know how logical that would be for two professional hockey teams to be playing against each other at a practice facility. But, I mean, you got to think about, you know, if that's – you kind of have to compensate for if the players want to play in their home home cities but you really don't want to open up the arenas and you're not going to have any fans there, then why not have it there? I mean, that's just a little idea that came to me afterwards – I mean, I don't know how logical that really is, but well, you know, I'm sure the league will figure out something. Now, I think that this whole Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto thing is pretty good, but I think at the same time, for the amount of North uh, United teams in the United States, I don't know how logical that would be. Uh, I think that I think at this point, I think if the league is going to come back. Which, like we spoke in the last couple episodes, I believe they were aiming for a July 1st start date. Uh, I, I heard something, uh, I believe it was on Twitter. I read something that they were going to open up. Uh, I believe it was maybe doing like uh, the training camps for maybe like mid-June or something like that. Or maybe even sooner than that. But, you know, I'm sure they're going to figure out a set date uh, as they go forward. Uh, the thing the thing that's you know they need to keep in mind of course is that they can't can't rush into this because if they do and then people get sick then you're back to square one again you're gonna have to shut everything down and then if you want to continue the season then you're gonna have to push next season back even further and you know nobody wants that so they have to be smart about that going forward and you know obviously i'm sure they have that in mind so you know we're going to keep an eye out for that so let's get into some fun stuff. Um, I read a stat the other day that was pretty interesting that, you know, the active NHL goals per game leaders in the NHL are Alexander Ovechkin with 0.613 goals per game and captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning, your Steven Stamkos, second with 0.526. Now, it's kind of funny... In a way that these two gentlemen are leading the NHL in goals, just because when I think of Steven Stamkos, you know, I don't only think of how great a player he is when he's healthy, but I also think of if I had to if I had to compare him, the way he plays. Now, this isn't the letter. Him and him and Ovechkin are two different players in certain aspects of their game. I believe that Stamkos' ability solely just to distribute the puck on the ice is far better than Ovi's. Now, some of you may disagree or agree with that. That's your, totally your opinion. But I think that his ability to score goals is that is that equal to Ovi. Now, the only thing that separates these two, obviously, is that Ovi has been able to stay healthy for a majority of his career, where Stamkos, some things out of his control, like uh, the blood clot, uh, breaking his leg, you know, so a lot of these injuries, you can't, you know, it's, you can't really chalk it up at all to something he's doing or not doing. And at the same time, you know, it's, it's just, it's just dumb luck, I guess, or just bad luck, whatever you want to call. Well, when I think of Steven Stamkos, when I think of what he's done for this franchise, what he's done in the eight the eight hundred and three games that he has played, believe it or not, uh, you know, when I was going over his stats, even though we all know that Stammer has missed a major a large number of games, you still can't believe at this point in his career that he's only up to eight hundred games. Uh, so you know, it's still surprising, but. Where on the other side of that, you know, he, he, you just have to think of like what could have been now, of course, by he still has a lot of time to make up for that for time lost. You know, he, as long as he can stay healthy for the rest of his career now, he's only 30 years old. So he has maybe another fifth, uh, I would say maybe 18 to 20 years left, not 20 years then he would be playing when he's 50, let's be realistic here, but, uh, 10 I guess we could say, I mean, let's, that's a good number. I think for Stammer state till he's 40, play till he's 40, maybe, who knows, maybe by then as the years go on, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of players you see these days have been able to extend their careers due to dieting, uh, workout regimens, all those things, uh, so who knows? Maybe he'll play till he's 42, 45, even. Who knows what kind of techniques or regimens they might have in the next couple of years for professional athletes that you know a guy like Stammer will be able to kind of make up on time lost for due to the injuries that he's sustained. But I look at his numbers and the two numbers that mean a lot to me when it comes to Stammer, and we're we're really gonna dive into and we're really gonna explore this today is that he has 410 goals in his career along with 832 points total now what does that tell you that tells you a he does not struggle at all to put in the puck in the back of the net it also tells you that he like we just said that he also distributes the puck uh you know as good as anyone else does he so the thing that I noticed, and I've said on past shows as well, just from going over old highlights, not just from this year, but as well as years past, is that, and I've said on past episodes, that Stamkos Stamp doesn't need score goals to feel successful. He he's able to go out there and distribute, you know, and he's not the only player in the NHL who's like that. There's tons of players where if they just worked solely on goal scoring, yeah, they could score maybe 500 career goals, but that's not what they want to do. That's not what is going to make their team successful going down the road. Um. You know, for for the Capitals, for a guy like Ovi, his team relies heavily on him, of course, to score goals. But that's also because if you look at the guys around him, he's able to just focus on that one part of his game. Where you have other guys like John Carlson, TJ Oshie, you know, the list goes on of all those players on that Capitals team who are very good at doing multiple things, not just scoring goals, but also at generating offense and playing defense as well so that's the same thing with stamkos as well you know unfortunately he's not that guy the lightning don't need him to score 50 goals a year would we all love to see steven stamkos score 50 goals a year of course that'd be absolutely incredible i mean i'm sure if he just focused on scoring goals i think he could score 50 goals a year without it without any trouble as long as he stays healthy he can of course they uh score 50 goals but when you have a guy like Nikita Kucherov, and you have all these other young players who could put the puck in the back of the net, like Anthony Sorelli, or you know, even even the defenseman, like um, Victor Hedman, who you know, granted, Victor Hedman isn't going to score a ton of goals, but he'll get you about you know maybe seventy to sixty points per year. So, and that's, I think that if you look at Stamkos, if you want to say one thing about him as a player, is that he is able to open up the ice for a lot of other players to be successful. Now, let's talk about the what-ifs with Stammer. Now, of course, he's missed, I would say, more, probably a ton of games, I guess is the, the best way to say it without sounding harsh. But unfortunately, yes, he has missed a large number of games due to injury and some of it just a misfortune. And where would he be right now? A healthy Stamkos. What would his numbers look like right now? At this point in his career. Now, I'm not sure. Now, every every player in the NHL suffers injuries now and then. Unfortunately, Stamkos, more than others, has has been, you know, out of the lineup numerous times. But if you if you let's say if if we're gonna have to decide on a number for for Steven Stamkos, a good, reasonable number at this point in his career, I would have to say maybe the 900 games played mark. I think that's a good number for him. Maybe 900 games, maybe 910. I I, I mean, I I let's, I haven't really looked at the number, the amount of number of games that he's really missed. Um, but let's just let's just say maybe 900 games. Maybe maybe if we want to peg it down a little bit, maybe 875. Maybe that's a a good. What would his numbers look like? What especially his goals and points. Now, I think that Stamkos at this point, if he played around the 870-900 games played mark, I think he would have probably close to maybe 450, maybe 475, 480, maybe that mark. Uh, Like I said, he's not your, you know, he's not an average goal scorer. He's not like, like granted, he does have a lot of the traits and a lot of the the talent that Ovechkin does in terms of being able to score goals, but that doesn't mean he's going to be doing it a lot just because of what he could do with the puck other than scoring. So I think that, yeah, he would probably be around that mark for goals, but for points, he would probably maybe be in the 950, maybe a little closer to a thousand. Who knows? I mean, especially with, you know, opening up the ice, like I said, that he does so well, Opening up the ice for a guy like Nikita Kucherov, uh, definitely, I think that maybe Kucherov's numbers will maybe jump up a little bit more. Um, The one thing that Stamkos does very well, and he did very well this year, and going down with that core injury definitely was his ability to score on the power play uh, in big key moments for this team was definitely a huge thing. And it definitely hurt this team. Uh, With his absence and I'm curious, maybe I won't do it right now But it seems like In years past, especially this year, like I just said Stamkos' ability to score on the power play is Absolutely incredible. I don't remember A player in recent memory that That has had that Consistent ability to come up big on the power play uh, and that really proves how talented he is, and he's the kind of player where he he probably sticks, probably says in his mind, especially on the power play, right? My, we need to score here. I'm just going to be a scorer on this. Um, if I could dish the puck to someone who's open, who has a better chance than me, I'll take it. But I said on a couple of weeks back that one of the the reason why you have to make the comparison between Stamkos and Ovechkin is. Just the way they set up in the circle, just that, just making the left circle their home, and just taking that one timer. And if you want to look at a class, at a classic example, a prime example as to for Stamkos doing that, I believe it was the last time Vegas played uh, the Golden Knights. I believe it was when they, when their 11 game winning streak snapped in Vegas, that unfortunately started the four game skid. This year, right, I believe it was probably the end of February, that no, they lost that game. I believe they lost 5 2, 4 2. Uh, But the two goals that were scored were both power play goals by Steven Famcos. And I believe one of them was, I believe one of them was maybe up front, right in front on a uh, rebound. But I could be mistaken. But now that I think of it, I'm pretty sure they were both set up from the circle. They were. Yeah, actually, now that I think of it, now that I'm talking about it, and that's the beauty of Locked on Lightning, we we discuss things out loud and, you know, we end up changing our minds. We end up convincing ourselves otherwise. But getting back to my point. So there were identical goals on the power play, uh, you know, one timers from the circle. And I think and I spoke about this on my episode with when we had Cantina Media's Brian Sauce on. And by the way, great reception from you guys the listeners on that episode you guys love that episode that that episodes in the upper echelon of one of the most less listened to episodes thus far on locked on lightning so thanks a lot to you guys really appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given to this show thus far uh and continue to do it uh we really appreciate it here on the show and like always uh, you know, reach out to the show at lockedonlightning at gmail.com or tweet to us at lo underscore on Twitter. So yeah, um, what we spoke about was that you know we don't, especially I do. Uh, maybe Sauce Man might uh disagree to some with me, some some degree on this, but I believe that no one has the bet has a better one time shot uh than Ovechkin and Stamkos. You know if I think that, like I said before, if Stamkos were able to play more games, I think that, you know, not right now because I believe Ovechkin's played more seasons, but he's also had obviously more games played than than Stamkos. But I think that if you give these guys the same amount of games played other than maybe uh, I think points, I think because uh, Stamkos' ability to spread the puck, I think that these guys' uh, numbers, career stats at the end of it, I think that these two guys have identical goal tallies. And I know that's crazy to say because Ovechkin's up to the 700s right now. But I think that and, – and Stamkos is, you know, like I said, he's 30. He still has 10 more years to play at least. Um barring some unfortunate, significant injury. But I believe that, you know, especially with the regimens and, you know, all the things that are going on in sports science that kos could definitely play 10 more years at least. But, yeah, him and Ovechkin have identical numbers just because of their ability to score the puck. And you're probably asking yourself why. Why is, you know, why are we making this comparison? Is because what is the one thing Ovechkin has done recently? that Stamkos is not. And that has been Stanley Cup. Now, the reason why I'm talking about all this is because I believe that other than a slew of other things that this team needs to do to be successful long-term uh, to win a cup, but Individual wise, I think the key to this team winning a cup, especially this year, if play resumes, which I really hope so. And I really believe that they will figure out a plan eventually in the coming weeks or maybe a month or so to get something going. But for this team to be successful, to make a deep playoff run and to win the cup, Steven Stamkos needs to be healthy. Steven Stamkos needs to be there on the ice and he needs to be doing Steven Stamkos things, and that's spreading the puck out creating other chances for his teammates, scoring goals, especially on the power play. So we'll definitely keep an eye out on that. Uh, Maybe we'll go into some of, you know, maybe Steven Stamkos' seasons where he, he, unfortunately those seasons were shortened due to injury or whatever the case may be. And maybe we'll go in depth in the future about, maybe what his numbers would have looked like if he played a full 82 games. So, yeah, that was really fun. Um, You know, we love playing the what-if game here on Locked On Lightning, especially about guys who are great players. And unfortunately, they've missed a significant amount of time to injuries, such as, like, Steven Stamkos. But you know what? He's still a great player. He's still one of the greatest players in this franchise's history. And I expect him to do great things going forward. So that's it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and as always, be the Thunder.